Hi, this is the Let's Train Your Brain podcast, a podcast that encourages you to reflect, grow, and expand your mental toolbox. My name is Annie Ursta, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a certified life coach with a background in psychology, and my purpose is to help people transform their mindset for the better. This podcast is made for you that are open and willing to grow and curious to learn more about how the mind works. Sounds interesting? Well, let's get right to it. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to the Let's Train Your Brain podcast episode 22. So I will say the name of this podcast episode can can sound rather dramatic, but I just wanted to talk about growing up today, what our childhood meant to us and how different how different our outlook on life might be today because of this. Clearly, people experience very different upbringings, but this episode is about who we were back then, told by others and ourselves, as well as who we are today and who we're telling ourselves that we are today. I'm actually really glad to do an episode about this because I do think there are a lot of reminders and a lot of encouragement for all of us to receive today. I actually talked with one of my friends just to get uh, her thoughts about talking about this and she really appreciated and said she could relate as well. So hopefully this can be uh, something really good. I think so. So let's talk about childhood. What was your experience when you grew up? Triggers, trauma, joy, core memories, shame, vulnerability, all kinds of emotions. But very often those that were more difficult are those that follow us more than, you know, just good experiences. Growing up in general is no easy thing, no matter how privileged you are. How can I say this? I honestly feel like I'm so privileged. I am. I really am. But that that did not mean that I found my childhood easy. For sure, I was fortunate in many ways. Don't, Don't get me wrong. But becoming who we are is no simple task for any of us. There's a lot of growing pain that we have to go through. And I'm pretty sure you can relate both physically and mentally. I wanted this episode not for me to tell you you know, tell you all my story, but for us to better understand where we are coming from and how we become influenced by our upbringing, but also how we can cut the ties of lies that we have about ourselves and about who we are. As a life coach, there's a saying that you talk 90% about the future and 10% about the past. Those 10% or something that I'm really clinging on to as a coach because it tells a story of what has formed and influenced us in the past. Our upbringing affects us, either we like it or not. I want to attack today's theme by focusing on three main areas, and that is who you told yourself you were, who others told, told that you are, and who you are today. So who you're telling yourself you are and others are were telling you that you were and who you are today, what you're saying you are today. So what I have found so comforting is that the story we carry individually isn't necessarily something we are grateful for that happened because why wish for a hard and traumatic life if you can have 
and so to speak easy one. But there's a lot of learning from having to go through all the challenges. I think I mentioned before how I was playing soccer with the older girls and didn't really find my spot. I often felt alone, less than and honestly more of an annoyment that I was there. But I was pretty good at soccer though, so that definitely helped. But when I started to play with another team where most of them were younger than me, I made it my mission to not let that happen again. I don't consider myself a hero of any kind, but I did some but it did something to me. Later on in life, I received a huge huge thank you for making sure someone wasn't left alone in the dark on that team. And it really got to me. Our hurts in the past can really become our superpower. I'm going to say that one more time because I think it's really powerful. Our hurts in the past can really become our superpower. The fact is that what happened to you and I don't mean that it needs to happen to others. In reality, a lot of struggles happen to all of us, but we can still stand up for the person next to us and try to make the world a better place. Doesn't take that much. I'm not talking about a ton of fluffy words here, but it's true. We really can use our struggles as tools to help others. Who you told yourself you were and who others told you you were. So that's the main, the first main uh, category I'm going to talk about. And oh man, I don't know about you, but I definitely told myself a shit ton of lies about myself. <laughs> From the get-go, I was a tall girl. I am and I've always been. I had big feet, big hands. You would notice. This meant that would be fast before the other one started growing too in sports, which, you know, was pretty cool, but but I was out of place. Always the tallest, always comments about being tall. But that wasn't necessarily the biggest issue. I'm just giving an example here. I got comments from someone in my family that I was chubby. This was early on. And quoting, if you lose weight, it doesn't matter what you wear, because everything will look good on you. And man, if I heard someone tell that to my future children, I would be pretty quick to, to teach them a lesson. Chubby, huh? Or fat? The words were ingrained in me. I was marked with it. I'm not sure how much of this I've shared before, but man, it haunted me for the longest time. And it all started like in kindergarten. So such a young age. I was bigger, yeah, for sure. But this is the wild part. As I was growing and stretching, I changed. But my mind and my eyes saw the same all those years. I'm not sharing this for you to feel pity. I am sharing this because you have something that struck out in your like life. And this was mine. Uh, today, you know, like, this is something that was a part of my history and you know I wish that I didn't have to go through it but on the other hand I am using what I've learned for the future and for the people around me so what is yours what's been striking out in your life what made you feel less than 
What made you feel that you weren't good enough? I could tell you how I was also, you know, smart in school. How polite all the parents said I were. Even how good of a soccer player I was. That I was picked fairly easily when we would play two teams during recess. So please bear in mind that. I'm just highlighting the struggle here. So hopefully this could be relatable to you as well. And, and I really want to say, like I've said before, that I did have a very fortunate upbringing. And I don't want you to think that I'm taking that for granted. But this is what I'm sharing. So it took a lot of time to go through it, to work through it, uh, to feel pretty and to feel beautiful from within and not just on the outside and good enough. But here was one thing being labeled as chubby taught me. My superpower was being a kind human being. Because guess what? If you're nice to people, a lot of people will like you for who you are. I'm not talking romantically here, but in the realm of friendships. And this was great. I really wanted to be nice and kind to everyone. At least my intention was so. But then came a new issue. People pleasing. I don't know how familiar that is to you, but man, I've been in it for a long time. Because I wanted to be kind and make sure that everyone liked me. How others felt about me was how I would feel about myself. Can you relate to this? That how you feel about yourself is related to how others feel about you? Isn't that a shame just thinking back on it? Like that's where we get our value from sometimes. I wasn't a look inward type of self-love. It was a fluctuating love all over the place. Eventually I learned this is not going to work. It was not sustainable. Slowly I was more focused on doing what I wanted and being surrounded by people I could trust, people that were actually deep down good friends. I quit sports for a while and I started falling in love slowly but steadily with personal development and a bit later on psychology. This is of course over the span of many years, <laughs> but I'm trying to, you know, make it a bit um, faster to explain in that sense. Psychology, and I think one of the reasons that I really fell in love with it, is that it isn't the science of right or wrong. It simply wants to better understand why we do what we do. It allowed diversity. It told me that I'm not right, and you're not wrong, and you're not wrong, and I'm not right. It helped me to better understand empathy, compassion, and how we need a range of different personality types in the world. And it taught me that often the people that hurt us have been hurt themselves, and those that hurt them have also been hurt. Interesting, huh? How we just kind of keep on rolling. But on a positive note, that means if we can make a difference and make people feel loved, that they will hopefully make other people feel loved as well. I guess this is where my path to my purpose to love and serve people became more of a reality, and especially in the realm of psychology and uh, encouraging people. I will say as a side note here, 
I'm not sure how you are absorbing this content, but I will say that first of all, I was insanely lucky in terms of the, the long-term friends that I made. I've come to understand that that's, that's not a given and that helped me tremendously on my journey as a teenager. My issues are small compared to what others go through. Just ask my husband. But we make reality based on what we experience. So my issues are still legit. And your issues, my friend, they are legit. Doesn't matter what your neighbor had to go through. This is about your issues and your struggles and your experience and how you felt during that time. And that is legit. If you experience a lot of traumatic experiences, I want you to first, first of all know that I am so sorry that you had to go through that. Maybe it was hardcore bullying. It doesn't really matter what, honestly. And I'm sorry that you had to go through it. And I really hope that you've learned something from it and you can better serve the world, make the world a better place for what you had to go through. I was a teacher for a year for a class and they were in eighth grade. And seeing bullying firsthand, it, man, it broke my heart more times than not. Kind of took me back to my younger years when this often happened as well in my own class. Did I do much? Not really. Definitely a regret I have today. I do consider myself fortunate, but the universal feelings of hurt, shame, guilt, sadness, loneliness are all universal feelings that we all can relate to. Doesn't really matter what type of situation we felt it in. So yeah, we all have our story and the only helpful thing we can do at this point is to one, work through the hurts and two, see what you can learn from it and three, pay it forward, find a way to use what you have learned to make a better world. I hope as we go through this episode that you can think back to your life and your upbringing and ask yourself, what did you experience? And what has, in a sense, marked you? Have you worked through it? Or does it still affect you? And I really, really, really hope you take this time because, at least for me, I can only talk for myself, actually taking the time to work through your upbringing and see if the things that you told you back then and are still telling you if they are legit or not can really change honestly yeah it can change your life working through traumas working through struggles working through challenges it really really matters because here's the thing over and over and over again I see it in my practice as a life coach, how people are formed by their past. Lies of being less than, insecure, not good enough, having to people please to be good enough, being cold to be protective, and so on. And so often, this builds upon struggles and trauma from, guess what? Our childhood, our upbringing. So a question to ask are you really not good enough or are you holding on to the lies someone 
or perhaps yourself told yourself in what, seventh grade or earlier for that matter? Are you insecure or have you held on to this label since ninth grade when you lost your shit during a presentation and it haunted you for years and years? Are you really less than or are you simply telling yourself so? Because in reality, what does being less than mean? I actually Google for fun what a human being is worth and found that we are all good for around $10 million. So next time you're feeling less than, you can remember that not even a Tesla is even near your value. Jokes aside, I do hope you know there's no price tag on you. And I do hope that you are in love with yourself, your quirks, quirks, and all the things that makes you uniquely you. So we're heading towards the end of this episode. The most important question to ask is who are you today? Your past is your past, but who are you choosing to be? Who are you telling yourself that you are? I want to end by giving your, your five tips for how to put yourself in a situation where you can flourish if you feel that this is something that you're struggling with. First of all, surround yourself with positive people and friends that are uplifting. If you feel drained, it's probably time to set some boundaries and slash or find some new friends. Number two, please stop the comparison game. Trust me on this. Be you, find inspiration, but first of all, look inwards before you go to look around to find inspiration. If you think of all the people that you appreciate in this world, most likely you like them because of their unique quirks or the way that they are because they're not someone else. And the same goes for you. You are so good enough and you are so more than enough. Number three, take care of yourself and your health. Move your body and eat, eat what fuels the body in a healthy way. I think it's easy to say, oh, you know, you know, not put as much emphasis on working out, moving your body and, you know, eating healthy, eating veggies, eating all the nutrients that your body needs, but more so out of like a, a more, you know, disciplined perspective and talking to you as a life coach, like this is a part of yourself you can't just jump over because it affects your brain, it affects your mind, it affects everything, your gut, your body, just everything. So please, for the love of God, take care of yourself and your health. Number four, talk to yourself like you're your own best friend. This puts you in a positive mindset, and at that point, anything can really be possible. Daily affirmations can also be a great tool to feel into your own powerhouse. Number five, be kind to yourself. You're the only one responsible for yourself and you're playing the long game. You're gonna be here for a while. So if today is not a good day, then there's gonna be another day. And so the question is, how can you love yourself and what can you do to have a better day tomorrow? That's the way to love yourself. All that to say, I really hope that kind of sharing some of my issues when I was younger, and, you know, the lies that I was told and that I told myself and kind of, you know, relating that back to who I'm telling myself that I am today. 
I really hope that that can encourage you to stop up and ask yourself the same question. And if you're still feeling the same still, then there might be, you know, a part of you or some experiences that you experience that you should work through. If that's with a therapist, a coach, talking with friends, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a therapist at this point, but I really think that could be beneficial. So I encourage you to at least pay some attention to that. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, feel free to follow Let's Not Train That Your That Brain on Instagram. I'm just publishing or not publishing, posting a lot of, currently a lot of information about anxiety, uh, but usually just a lot of personal growth, mindset tools, practical tools. So feel free to follow that. And if you have any questions, feel free to send me a direct message. I'd love to hear from you. If you have feedback, good and bad. And lastly, share with a friend. If you think that this podcast is giving you something, then maybe it's gonna, you know, give some and add some value to your friend as well. All that to say, I'm sending you lots of love this weekend. I hope you're going to have a good weekend with lots of fun. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye.